Hey, what is going on, guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the seven-game NBA main slate on Monday. This is your first time watching. Welcome. My name is DK. I make content for prize picks for daily fantasy sports and for NBA Top Shot at slash NFL all day. Um, if you guys are interested in premium content for daily fantasy sports, more in-depth content, I do offer that on Patreon.com. You can check out the packages down below. But basically, cover the main, cover the show on slates. I'll give player polls, I'll give the private live stream every single slate before lock, which is the most important where we really hammer on game, um, game theory. Um, I give uh, private roster construction videos for the main and the showdown slates. Again, if that's something that interests you, more info is down below. The sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with by now. But yeah, Prize Picks is a player pop site if this is your first time, um, you know, uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks. Um, there's a lot of ways you can play. So uh, the NBA board, they actually already have some stuff up here. Uh, points, assists, rebounds, points, plus rebounds, plus assists, fancy score, three-pointers made. All those you can take over under. You can also mix and match sports. So how it works is you pick two to five of these player props, and you can win up to 10 extra money. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. All right, guys, so uh, let's recap my lineup here from Sunday night before we get in the video. So I'm down bad. I'm down I'm down so bad I had to play Andrew Wiggins today. So first, uh, I had to deal Popovich on Saturday night, right? I'm going to the Bulls game, and, and we get all this news, right? We get the news. For number one, I'm, I'm walking out the door to go to the Bulls game on Saturday. Bulls-Grizzlies uh, game. We get, oh, Fred Van Fleet was supposed to not play. He was doubtful. He's in the lineup. We get Zach Collins. He was out. Now he's back in. We have, oh, those other three questionable players for the Spurs. They, I don't know if they're going to play. That's Popovich has like 30 minutes before the game. I'm like scrambling with all that. That deal with the headache of Popovich on Saturday, who I despise. And then... Steve Kerr today. I mean, are you serious with the Moses Moody stuff? Are you serious, Steve Kerr? Every game that Clay Thompson's been out, Jordan Poole's been starting. Every game. So, very clear what you want to do. You need some offense, right? Outside of staff, there wasn't much offense in the starting lineup. Throwing Moses Moody and playing like 40 minutes. And I know Jordan Poole shot 0 of 7 off the bench. So, yeah, that sucks. That I can't control. That's stupid. Dumb. But the Steve Kerr, I just, him and Greg Popovich, I was so pissed on Saturday about the Popovich stuff. And Steve Kerr just makes my blood boil. God, is he ever just the worst. The worst. Um, so, yeah, that was extremely tilting. Uh, and, again, Poole couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Cade Cunningham, will there ever be a slate where I play him where he doesn't get in foul trouble? I mean, just keep your hands to yourself. You're a point guard. You're getting in massive foul trouble every game. Like, just stop. So, we get overtime. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want the overtime because Chalk Lamello gets five more minutes. Zero. Kate Cunningham, zero in overtime. Zero. Zero in overtime. Again, Wiggins started off strong. I'm like, am I actually going to get Wiggins right for once? Again, down bad. I had to play Andrew Wiggins. Rest of the game. Nothing. A typical Andrew Wiggins style. Dwight Howard smashed, didn't come back in because of the game. That Lakers game, I watched the majority of that game. I mean, I said I'm down bad. The Lakers, the Lakers are down bad. I mean, that was that was one of the worst games I've ever seen. 
Um, Luca started very slow. He salvaged. There's a lot of busts, though, right? You know, a lot of the spend-ups did not get there. The chalk spend-ups. Lamella was a bust. Jokic was a bust. Josh Hart was pretty popular. He was a bust. Um, I used to, So I originally had CJ and Greg Brown here. And I talked about how I thought Drew... Well, I, I was like... We originally thought the Drew Banks was going to be chalky, but then we got some other news. And... Um, you know, I thought I was like, you know, I think there's other pivots up Drew Eubanks, but then I actually had to pivot to Drew Eubanks uh, because I was I thought Greg Brown was going to start. He did not. They started Keon Johnson again, really Keon Johnson. But again, so I pivoted off CJ and uh, Greg Brown to Ingram and Eubanks. But um, yeah, Jordan Poole shooting over seven really, really hurt. So uh, another. Another tilting night again. As you know, with NBA DFS, you're going to be in pain most nights. Uh, high stakes stuff. Troder 100% owned. Katie Cunningham 30%. LeBron was 70%. He was another bust, right? Basically, all the spend ups did not get there besides Luca, who just cut salvage value. Kyle Olenek, a little bit tilted about that. He was 30% owned. He had a ceiling game. You also had Stewart foul trouble. Um, and Stewart still got there too. Uh, Greg, but Stewart and Kelly O together. That's interesting. Uh, Greg Brown still got there. He was. Still popular, which I didn't necessarily agree with. We had three steals. Again, tilted. But, um, yeah, a lot of massive busts. Eric Gordon, 30%. Bust. Marcus Morris, 20%. Bust. LeBron, 70%. Bust. Jordan Poole, massive chalk and eye stakes. So, like, here was a th- this is what I talked about in the Patreon live stream. I was like, I, I was annoyed by the-, the-, the change. But I was like, you know what? Poole's still a solid play. It's not as good of a play, but... Still think he's a pretty good play coming off the bench that should play around 30 minutes. And again, she's 0 of 7. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Was there anything else I wanted to mention? Um, just that there's a lot of landmines on the slate. But, all right. So, that's it for the look back, guys. Let's talk about the seven game. We're starting off the Minnesota side. It's a tough matchup here. I think the big three all in play in Cat, Edwards, and uh, D'Angelo Russell. I think my preferred option of the three probably would be D'Lo at 7 2. Um, I think he has a little bit of a higher floor than Ant. I mean, Ant, Ant is so boomer bust. I mean, there's just no in-between with this guy. And then Carl Anthony Towns, um, you know, is, is priced the highest. Uh, probably has the highest ceiling of the bunch. But, um, again, he is 9.8K. Then Patrick Beverly had an off game last game. But, again, they got destroyed by Philadelphia. So, not super worried about it. More often than not, he's going to play, like, 25 to 30 minutes and get you, like, 25 fantasy points. Value-wise, I do think uh, McDaniels is interesting, 3.8K. Um, this game got massive foul trouble. This game is obviously a blowout, but he had been playing more lately off the bench. So I think he's a fair value at three, eight on the Cleveland side. So we still have no Garland, no Levert and no Rondo. So, um, I think Brandon Goodwin, a 5.2 K makes for a pretty decent play in the mid range. Um, you know, shot two of 11 last game, but did play 38 minutes. So I think Goodwin looks solid there. We did see some more run for Chaddy Osmond at four, four. I think it's a decent play off the bench, but 29 minutes. Um, Okoro played massive minutes, but you know Isaac Okoro. He's just more at the first defense. It's not going to do much in the offensive end. Now, I kind of like Kevin Love as a GBP play. One of 10 shooting last game. Only played 14 minutes. But there are games where Kevin Love will play like 25 to 30 minutes, right? This is a revenge game if you're into that. Um, and it's pretty cheap price point. So I kind of like him for tournaments. And the likes of like Mobley and Allen are both fair plays. Um, but neither really stand out there. Indiana and Orlando. So... Halliburton at 8-6. I mean, he's still been playing some pretty big minutes. He's still doing a ton of the ball handling. 14-11 and 9 assists. Uh, last couple games were with Brogdon in the lineup as well. So he's still getting it done even with Brogdon in the lineup. So that is good to see. 
Malcolm Brogdon himself, they've kind of taken it easy on his minutes, 31 and 29 in the first couple games here. But um, I like the matchup a lot, and I still think he can get it done in about 30 minutes. And then Buddy Heal at 7K, he's playing massive, massive minutes. Uh, but the price did jump a bit on him, so he's more of a neutral play for me. Brissett had a big game, but it kind of feels like a chase. He's shot 9 to 14 um, from the field. So they started Isaiah Jackson. They played him 20 minutes. I think he's going to play low 20s minutes, which makes him a fair play in the mid-range. And Jalen Smith got a good amount of the backup run. Um, I think Smith looks makes for a decent value play. We know he's a good point for minute guy, and we did see minutes over Terry Taylor, who only played in a couple minutes in garbage time. And Goga Batase kind of been getting phased out as well, only played 16 minutes. So, um, yeah, let's move on to Orlando. So good matchup here, but we do have Markel Fultz uh, is going to be playing in this game. Now, most likely coming out the bench and playing limited minutes. Um, but I do think it makes, you know, the likes of like Suggs and, and Cole Anthony a little bit riskier, even though they are in a pretty good spot here. I think Carter Jr. probably your best bet if you're going to target one of the main Magic guys. Again, uh, with Fultz, you know, returning, I don't think that affects Carter really at all. Um, he's been probably the most consistent player as well over the last month. So I think what a Carter Jr. makes for your best bet of the spend-ups. Okiki had a massive game last game. It feels like a chase if you go there. Mo Bamba, I mean, his minutes are all over the place, right? But I think he's an interesting GPP play. Um... Again, probably probably don't get to him in a cash game setting. And then that's it for Orlando, Toronto, and Brooklyn. So we've got to keep an eye on the fan fleet news. He was originally doubtful, but ended up playing. Um, so we'll, we'll see if, if Van Fleet plays. I mean, I do think the price points in Siakam and Van Fleet are a little bit too cheap. 8.4 for Siakam and 8K for Van Fleet. So if they both play, I mean, if Van Fleet plays, I mean, I think the main guys are trying to look pretty good. With, with Trent and Barnes looking okay. I played Scotty Barnes on Saturday too. Massive foul trouble. So, I played Scotty Barnes, pick up three fouls in seven minutes. I played Josh Primo, who was a great pivot off of a very chalky Lonnie Walker. And Primo was going to play more minutes than Lonnie and was, was doing better than him. And he fouls out in like 10 minutes. So, Lonnie gets way extended and ends up having a good game because Primo fouled out. And then I had Sabonis who picked up three fouls. I just... If there's a player in foul trouble, they're in my lineup. I just, I love playing players that are constantly in foul trouble. Um, the, the the bigs like Boucher, Achua, Thad Young, Ken Bertrand are all fine, but more tournament plays than Fred Van Fleet plays. If Van Fleet misses, those guys become way, way more in play. On the Brooklyn side, so the big three of, of Durant, uh, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons are all out in this game. So, you know, Drummond, you know the drill. He's a good dark tournament play. He did play more minutes last game, played 29, went for 46 fancy points. I mean, when the minutes are there for him, he's going to produce. It's just a fact of, you know, they can close with Aldridge at times. You know, they close, they close with Aldridge here, close with Aldridge here. So, like, there's no guarantee these minutes for Drummond. Um, with no Kyrie Irving, I think Seth Curry probably looks the best at 5'9 of, like, these guards. Um, so I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. But, like, you know, this grouping, like, Bruce Brown and Cam Thomas and, and Mills and, and now Drogic's in the mix as well. Hard to feel good about any of those guys. I do think uh, Aldridge is a fair value, too, at 4-5. Who's going to play the backup five? And, again, only played 19 minutes last game. That's because Drummond played well. So there will be games where, where Aldridge closes, and he can really have a good game at this price point. And then I think James Johnson is one of the safer uh, bets for value. 35 minutes last game. I mean, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, it looks like he's going to play big minutes. So I think James Johnson looks really good there for value. Chicago-Miami, tough, tough matchup here. I hate targeting players against this Miami team. Vucevic probable. There's really nothing on the Chicago side I like, like, at all. On the Miami side, so there's no Lowry. I do think Jimmy Butler will do more of the ball handling, and this is a good matchup, and it's a revenge game. So I think Jimmy looks pretty good. Bam and Abayos been playing out of his mind, and Vucevic has really been struggling on the defensive end. So the main two guys here for Miami look good. Tyler Hero, 
I just, if I play him tomorrow, he's going to shoot five of 25. I mean, I'm a Tyler Hero fan, but for DFS this year, I don't think I've gotten him right once. He either gets ejected or he can't hit the broad side of a barn when I play him. So, like, I do think there's probably a little more usage without Lowry, but, like, I, I just can't get him right. And, you know, starting lineup-wise, I would think it's Gabe Vincent that moves in the starting lineup. If that is the case, I think he's a pretty good value. If he starts, probably plays around 30 minutes. So Vincent's probably the value guy like the best here for Miami, assuming that he starts. San Antonio and Memphis. So this game went to, like, five overtimes last game. So, like, everyone in the Spurs uh, against Washington uh, went off. So uh, DeJounte Murray, 10-6, I do think makes for a pretty solid play. Um, you know, great matchup here. And um, he just does everything for the team. Pirtle, 7-3, feels pressure at right. Keldon, a 5-9 is a fair play. Vassell at 5-7. Again, that's feels price bar right as well. So nothing else that really stands out for these Spurs. A lot of some of those guys priced up from when the big three or the main guys sat out there for San Antonio last game. On the Memphis side, so John Rant, let me just tell you, going to that Bulls Grizzlies game was that was an amazing game. Uh we were sitting, so we were sitting right uh in front of DeMar DeRozan's family. And then John Morant's dad was uh, right behind the basket. He was hilarious. He was like, getting the crowd going, like whenever like Ja was uh, was making a play, he was like talking smack. And like at the end of the game, it was DeRozan and Ja going back and forth. And um, you know DeRozan's fam every time like DeRozan would uh, make a play, and the crowd would go crazy. They would like like getting like uh, like talk, talking smack to Ja's dad. And, like, when Ja would make a play, Ja's dad would get up. And, like, everyone would be, like, booing him. It was so, so fun to watch. I ended up getting – Ja's dad was really cool. I got a picture of him because I had a Ja Morant jersey on. But, um, yeah, that game was so fun to be at. Uh, but, yeah, back to Ja Morant, um, 9.7K. I mean, I think he's a pretty good option here. The Spurs have not been good defensively, and we know the type of ceiling that Ja has. Um, and I was, at his, I was at that game where he set the career high. He almost had 50 real-life points. So, um, I do have some Richardson, Ja, you know, Triple J and Bain are, do have upside, but, you know, they do have a low floor as well. Steven Adams also, I think he had like 30 fancy points in the first quarter of that game too. I was just like, I mean, you did have Triple J foul trouble. You had Clark get injured too. So like um, Steven Adams, I think is a decent option if Brandon Clark can't go. Now Clark misses, I'm, I don't know if they dust off Xavier Tillman or if they just play like Adams and Triple J more. Maybe they um, maybe they'll play slow mo a little bit more too. So I'm not sure what exactly they're going to do. They could do a couple different things there with uh, their rotation. Charlotte, Milwaukee. This, this game does have some blowout risks, but the game can stay competitive. You know the main guys all look pretty good here for tournaments. And Lamelo, Rogier, Bridges. Lamelo really struggled from the field today. Shot six of 24. Now still over 40 fancy points. Uh, but it was Rogier and Bridges had the big games, as you know, with these Charlotte guys, right? Who knows who it's going to be, right? It was Rogier and Bridges tonight. It can very easily be LaMelo tomorrow. So I have interest in the main three guys. Still think LaMelo is the best of the three. Uh, you know, this grouping of Harrell and PJ and Mason Palmer are going to split the center mats. Not much interest there. Ubre at 5-5 feels, feels price for right. And then Cody Martin played uh, pretty big minutes uh, tonight. I think he's a fair value if he's going to play around 30 minutes. On the Milwaukee side, so if you think the game can stay competitive... I think Giannis and Nakumbo makes for a great spend up. I mean, the Hornets play no defense, so it has some interest there in Giannis. The grouping of like Holiday, Middleton, and Porter, so all kind of secondary plays for me. Porter's had a really good game last game, but that was an outlier. Um, so not much interest in the Milwaukee Valley either. And finally, Sacramento and OKC. So my boy, Sabonis, um, he's looked pretty good for the Kings. And he got in foul trouble last game, lost a pretty good chunk of minutes, still in for almost 50 fancy points. This is a revenge game against his original team, the Thunder. Um, who played no defense, loved targeting bigs against the Thunder team. So I think Sabonis makes a pretty good play here at 9-5. I think he's going to play big minutes. Like right now, 
Sacramento's been condensing the rotation and playing the main guy's huge minutes. I do like Sabonis quite a bit. I think Darren Fox is a good GEPP play. He finally had a pretty solid game in the assist department, 10 assists. So um, I think he's a pretty solid tournament option. Barnes just feels priced about right. The value, not much that stands out to me. I'll, I'll say of his grouping of like Holiday, Mitchell, DiVincenzo, and Lamb. I think Lamb's probably the guy I would be the most willing to take a shot on, who has play, who did play 20 minutes last game. Um, so I think he's probably the value play that I would consider there. And finally on the Thunder side, so no Giddy, no Dort, no Williams, no Jerome. Uh, Shea at 9-6, feels priced about right, but still in play here in a great matchup. He's going to have to do everything for this team. So no issue if you want to spend up for Shea. The rest of this team, I hate this team. I just, I hate the secondary plays for this team with a passion. Baisley at 6-2. I mean, I guess you can take a shot at him at tournaments. He's been a little bit up and down of late, uh, as of late, uh, but I think he's in play for GBPs. Trey Mann, I really don't want to play him, but right now he's playing big minutes, and he's shooting like 15 to 20 times a game. So I do think Trey Mann's a solid play in the mid-range. I'm, I'm gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see what the ownership is, though. Like, if Trey Mann is going to be the chalk tomorrow, then I'm okay not going there. Because I know he's played pretty well of late. I don't necessarily buy into him um, averaging 40 or 35 fantasy points a game. So... We'll, we'll see on Trey Mann. I'm curious what the ownership's going to be. The center rotation, Roby and Favors. I mean, if Roby starts, it's a fair value. For some reason, they go back and forth with those two. I have no idea why. Aaron Wiggins, I mean, is there a worse player in the NBA right now than Aaron Wiggins? I mean, my God, is he awful. Um, I can't stomach playing him. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. So again, if you haven't enjoyed the content, uh, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, um, so you can see future uh, videos and live streams as well. But I can really appreciate all you guys' support. I hope you guys have a great day, and I will see uh, everyone in the next video.